The power of thankfulness. How many of you remember something that you used to be so excited about? I mean, you were just anticipating excitement. But now it's become the very thing you grouch about. Now, ladies, it could be that that new baby. You were hoping for that baby. Ladies, you've prayed. You've prayed for that man, and now... didn't say anything i just let that hang for a second all right how about that promotion at work man you prayed for it god give me that i'm praying for that promotion and now what are we doing new job you know it's interesting how uh, our nature and my nature this is a this was a message that really and i keep telling you all that god really deals with me first and sometimes i have to discern was this supposed to be shared with the congregation or was this me going to the woodshed but I realized that what he's put in my heart is to continue to encourage us towards the holidays in the right framework. And he took me to the woodshed. I just have to tell you that. But I, I realized that I have a natural tendency to drift towards the negative. Am I the only one in here? Come on now. Elbow your neighbor if that's who you're thinking about. No, we all do, don't we? We always contend to drift. And, I, and, I, and I, can I just tell you, that's humans from the beginning, and we're going to actually be in Numbers chapter 14. It's a familiar passage. I'm not going to necessarily dwell or camp here, but I want to kind of set us up. This is actually a place where, where uh, the people of God, you know, they had experienced some great things. The miraculous, everybody in here has experienced something of God, right? Hopefully you've seen something happen in your life. How many have experienced the salvation, forgiveness of God? Well, that's a miracle, folks. And so you've got these things in us, and we've seen the provision. How many have been had, ate a meal yesterday? How, how many had something that they drove here today and had clothing to keep you warm? God, those folks, those are from God. It's provision. And this, this people in Numbers had seen him part the Red Sea and deliver them from their enemies. They brought, he brought manna and quail and heavenly provision. They saw him bring water out of a rock. Folks, that's a little more than I've seen. But can I tell you, they forget too. And we find that in verse 1 of chapter 14... It says, then the congregation raised a loud cry. Now, I don't know about you, but they seemed to always be crying back then. <laughs> Somebody calls it a ambulance. <laughs> wham, wham, wham. And I'm not saying they were ambulancing, but how many know what I'm talking about, a ambulance? Okay. And they wept all night. And it goes on, it says, and the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, what? We, What? Would that we had died in the land of Egypt or would we have died in the wilderness? It just, folks, can I tell you again, I started off by saying the Lord's using something that was a very familiar passage to let me review my week and the week before and it caught me, it revealed some things that even I was doing. So I need a kind of a new up, upload, a new upload myself, a new, a new little uh, learning lesson or teaching of today. In verse 3, they said, why, why, O oh Lord, you'd bring us to this land to fall to the sword. Our wives and our little ones will become prey. Wouldn't it have been better us just to go back the way it was? Amen. <laughs> and here's where I was convicted. Can I tell you this is not just about the church. When they say congregation, they just mean the gathering of people. 
But I thought about my home. I thought about the places where uh, I've been given influence. I thought about the places I have yet to be given influence, the stuff that's ahead. And this verse really uh, got my attention. Then Moses and Aaron fell to their faces before the assembly. See, they weren't all heartbroken that they didn't get everybody happy. That wasn't why they fell. They fell to the ground because they realized how this was not a good thing before the Lord. They were, they, it says Joshua and the son of Nun and Caleb, the son of Jophanae, who had, among them had what, spied out the land. They tore their clothes. They were grieving what was going on. Why? Because they realized the warfare the spiritual warfare, the, the hand of God, the, the provision of God, and how God would hear and view this. It's interesting, a little further in the chapter, God reminds or the people through this verse, he says, say to them, as I live, declares the Lord, what you have said in my hearing, I will do to you. Ouch. See, some people would say this. Read that out loud there with me. And I almost worried about putting it up there. Because I started justifying, well, I don't, and please hear me, it's not about constructive criticism, it's not giving, about giving feedback. It's, not, it's the fact that I can get in a complaining habit. Have you seen people do that on, on, on uh, social media? You know, they start typing before they start thinking. <laughs> but complaining when it's not when we are giving that kind of feedback not by faith how, how many of you complain because god's faith you to do it no it's usually because our flesh is talking see we complain and I, maybe i'm just talking about the people down the street but I, he was talking to me so at least there's one person in this room we we complain because we think we deserve better treatment than what we're getting are we i don't hear any amens i knew this would be like not the most ooh ah rah rah but i wanted to bring it to us sometimes we say we shouldn't have to put up with this inconvenience waiting at that stoplight waiting in line can i tell you it's getting to be where you can't go and just get some cranberry sauce without having to wait in line stores are crazy they're already getting crazy amen and then sometimes we go, why, I don't deserve this to be happening to me. Why is this happening to me? Can I tell you that there's people be, worse off than you are no matter what we're talking about? But don't we start complaining? And, and here's what, um, as we move into Thanksgiving, as we move into Christmas, as we really move forward with, with God, I believe there's something here that I know I need to hear. Because here's what I know. Complaining opens the door to the devil. And if, you, if I were to tell you, hey, would you like to this, uh, to, to this afternoon to open the door to the devil for your home? You'd say, no, pastor. I'd tell you what, you'd like to have the, devil, uh, the door be open to the devil for your business. Well, well no, no, pastor. Oh, I know. You want to complain, open the door to the devil for your children's well-being and future and your grandkids. No, pastor. But we do it when we don't realize there's a spiritual warfare going on and that complaining opens the door to the devil. 
See, there's a definition that, uh, regarding uh, this word complaining, and it, it means to, to overnight, to remain overnight. And, and so think about the, the, the backdrop here. These, uh, the children of God were caught grumbling and complaining a lot, and, and, and so they had to stay another night, and they grumbled and complained, and they stayed another. In fact, that added up to about 40 years of not reaching the promise because they were being held back by their grumbling and complaining. See, I think sometimes, I, my life, that I'm dealing with something that I actually complained about in the past, and God's helping me now live it. See, I've spoke some things forward, and now I'm dealing with it. I don't know about you, that can happen, it says in Scripture. And, I, and we see in Scripture that David says that he opened his heart, he, he, he shared pretty much everything before the Lord, and, and so it's okay to share if you're troubled about something, but, but the best way to do it is just vertical to God. However, if you have a confidant and you have your spouse, and what, here's what I'm going to challenge you for the holidays. I want to challenge you even beyond the holidays. Maybe you're, the confidant means somebody that will keep it private, not somebody that's just agreeing with you, but they'll keep it private, but always just, ah, oh, and I feel this way, and ah, oh, and I feel this. But God, I want you to stop your foot down on the neck of the devil who's trying to get into your life. And I don't want, I want you not to feel like, well, I never can do anything but say everything's r r warm and rosy and fuzzy and all that. No, 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 no. But realize what you as a believer, what the power of the, your words and your heart's condition in the atmosphere of the battlefield of between good and evil is predicated on you either winning or helping contribute to the losing of that situation. But you say, but God... And when you can, you keep speaking the great things of God in whatever the negative situation you're in. Amen? I told you this was, this was tough. But I don't know about you. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's a good thing to realize that even when I'm... <clears throat> well, I wasn't complaining. I was just commenting. Oh, you, you know what your heart's feeling. I, I like that word we always say, I'm just a little frustrated. You were angry. Frustrated is just a nice word for anger. So it's warfare, but can I tell you that I really like simple things. I like it to be so simple that I can do it. How many like simple warfare tra tactics? I mean, I just want the ABCs, the, the 101, the basic. Can I give it to you? And so many people are looking for the will of God. And can I tell you, one of the basic fundamental p places of the will of God can be found in this. It says, thank God. Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances. And it says, be thankful. That takes some work. It doesn't mean feel thankful. It says, be. It means convincing yourself whether I'm feeling it or not. I'm going to uh, remember the promises of God. I'm going to reclaim the promises of God. I'm going to speak them forward. And so I, be, I am not, I'm, I'm being thankful, but also I'm going to give thanks. It's not just internal. And it says, this is the will of God for you. You ever really? I know there's a lot more detail of the will of God, but can I tell you the very first thing you want to do is be be thankful. Be, not think thankful moments, but be thankful. Be transformed into someone that is more thankful this year than last, and hopefully next year more than this, and on and on and on. Why? Because verse 19 says you don't want to squelch the Holy Spirit. 
Folks, there's going to be a lot of family members coming to your place. You may have already started. There's going to be a lot of shopping and wrapping, and you're going to get on Amazon and try to find that special gift, and they've already sold out. You're going to get frustrated. There's going to be some moments along the way, and you know what? It's going to be so easy sitting in that living room chair in front of your laptop or whatever to start complaining. I just can't believe we waited this long. Right? You may not even been chewing on anybody, but you're just... What if? What if all this that we see in Scripture is true? What if, as believers, we have the power to make this holiday the greatest holiday that we've ever experienced? What if people in your family begin to heal relationships and come to find the love of Jesus? What if people that are going to hell all of a sudden found the Lord and now are going to heaven? Wouldn't that be a great holiday? It's not about turkey and dressing, even though that's a good thing. Don't suppress don't subdue what the holy spirit wants to do in your midst be thankful give thanks you know reflect on so what do i really have that that didn't come through god's help really you think you've brought it all about yourself you think it's because you're so smart you got the right job went to right school can i tell you if you hold that attitude long enough and stop giving god thanks you'll lose it what are we what are we without the goodness of god we're nothing it says but you have god if you've said yes to him he's in you there's a goodness in you there's enough powerful things in you through the holy spirit that you can overcome over overcome the habits that you maybe have grown up with having can i just make a suggestion we need to celebrate his goodness more anybody want to give me an amen on that i mean we celebrate everything else we've got tailgate parties for little pigskin balls and we get you know we'll go out and 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 watch our seniors drive on the last i mean we do all kinds of celebrating but what if we begin to celebrate the goodness of god over and over and more and more in fact in psalms 10 100 verse 4 it says enter uh, enter his gates with what thanksgiving and thanks offering that's pretty cool and then in his courts with praise i'm going into work i think i've shared this before you start having thanksgiving be thankful that you got a job right be thankful and say so some of you like say you know the old joke about marriage telling your wife honey you haven't said you love me in 39 years and he goes i know honey i said it once and i'll let you know if that changes Folks, God loves to hear us say we love him, that we're thankful for his goodness, and we're, we're blessed, and we give his, we, we just, we bless and praise his name because we have an attitude, we have a being, there's a being part of us that's thankful. Bible even reinforces that when it says be thankful and say so. We've got be thankful, that's internal, and there's a lot of other ones that reference that, but give thanks, give thanks, give thanks, give thanks. So how often are we saying that? There's an old habit. Can I just challenge you for just a second? There's an old habit that used to come with eating meals. Some people call that old school. Can I tell you I'm still an old school guy on this? I don't bless the food because I realize I'm not a priest. But what I do is I give thanks. God, thank you for this amazing hamburger. Thank you for those french fries that have all that ketchup ready for you. Thank you for those thunder fries. Fries gotta be careful give thanks give thanks give thanks 
It reminds this flesh that's so naturally about other things. Give thanks. Thank you, Lord, for the car. Thank you that we, we got a car that runs. You know, we're always worried about we need to give thanks. The phone does work. Give thanks. Give thanks. Can I tell you this? This is a tweetable. What you focus on grows. You begin to give thanks. There'll be more thankfulness in your heart. You give thanks. You give thanks. It will grow whatever you focus on. If you're grumbling about the cranberry sauce being out and you should have gone to the one in Edmond instead of the one in Walmart or the one in, in Guthrie and you're just... That's going to grow in you. Give thanks. Give thanks. But let me tell you a foundational thing here. Really, the foundational thankfulness is humility. In fact, it's seen uh, in the attribute of Jesus. But look what it says here in Philippians. It says, let the same attitude and purpose, this humble-mindedness, this being humble, be in you as it was in Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus. Humble is hard because, again, we go all the way back to the point that we say, well, I'm being inconvenienced. I deserve better than this. Why in the world do I, you know, I don't, guys, I'm telling you, I got taken to the woodshed. You can take any scenario. You can take caring for your family. You can take whatever it might be. And we can lose our thankfulness. So I have a thought for you. I'm actually, actually I'm going to finish up with a couple of thoughts. How about once a year a thankful party? You say, well, pastor, is that Thanksgiving? It could be. It could be, but let me tell you why it's important. It's not just because it's a holiday that the United States and there were pilgrims and and Indians and penguins and corn or something. But no, look at the Old Testament. Esther and the Jewish people, when they had victory over, over Haman, the plot he had to kill them, God commanded them to have a festival. And it's the same time every year, and it lasted more than multiple days. It's called Purim, and it's the festival of lots. And they shared not only this feast, then they shared portions with all that didn't have. So Thanksgiving has been in the bible a lot longer than it's been on our calendar how many of you had at least one victory in the lord how many have had more than one man we should be we should be having thanksgiving parties thankful parties right And, and we need to do some more celebrating the victories of god you say well now i did that once celebrate they had him do, they had the the, the, the children of israel the, the jewish people every year we celebrate birthdays we say thankful 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 We also need to think about those in need. You have in your bulletin this holiday care thing. All right? And there's these families, we're trying to identify more and more ways that we can meet the needs of people. I want to also, this is something we've done every year, and I'm going to, you can run up here and get them, or I'm going to lay them up here on the, on the steps. This represents, uh, through the Logan County Council on Aging, seniors who are homebound or shut-ins. And this is a Christmas list, little mini list, gloves, socks, that kind of stuff. Not Nintendos, iPhone 11s, you know, that's not what's on here. But I'd like to encourage you to fill that paper out or at the end of the service, come and take one of these and take these back to the table, all right, that uh, is in the lobby and they'll match you up with that number. But I I just want us to have a, a thankful attitude. I want us to do it as the Bible wants us to do it, amen? How many know if that we do it God's way, God will show up? You do it God's way and you get God's blessing. I have a little video clip here that I wanted to share with you kind of as a closing and then we'll have one, probably one scripture after, but I want us to really uh, realize, get a perspective as we move forward into the holidays. 
Lord, cure us of our addiction, waiting for the next season of life to think we're good enough, waiting for the next number on the scale to say we're okay enough, waiting for the next dream, the next house, the next step up. The next bend in the road that finally makes us feel we've arrived at contentment. Forgive us, Lord, for our waiting room addiction. Addicted to always thinking we're in a waiting room. Counting down the days till we enter real life. And real life is happening right now. And you are the one waiting for us to give you thanks for the miracle of now. Wake us up out of our waiting room addiction. I'm 25 days thankful for our baby's laughter. I'm 15 days thankful that who I am is enough. And cure us with thanksgiving. I'm three months thankful for where I'm living right now. I'm 45 days thankful for my life now. Show us how we have room in our lives to give you thanks right now. I'm three weeks thankful that I have a job to provide for my family. I'm one day thankful for the gift of now. May we find the cure. It's within us if you know Jesus. The cure is being thankful for the moment of now. And I look around the room and I see most here are believers in Jesus Christ. And they've trusted him with their life and their eternity. But I can tell you without him, without you confessing him as Lord, receiving the free gift of his forgiveness and salvation, you can't even begin to imagine how much you're missing. But we are a people who have been called by his name. And he, acts, he says in First Chronicles 7.14, he says, If my people will humble themselves. All I can tell you is this week, this message has tuned me up. <laughs> and I'm a positive kind of guy, but I still can grumble and murmur and fuss about things. Amen? Amen. But I can tell you what I want more than ever. I want the glory of God to shine down on my family. The favor of God to shine down on this church. I want the best that, that heaven has to rain down upon you in my life. And I want the lost saved. I want them to be able to run into Jesus so easily when they get around me or you that they're drawn to him. It's a warfare that we can win. It's a warfare that starts with a humbled attitude and Christ is our focus and we get a thankful being. Amen? Let's all stand.
I loved in that video they were quoting how many days we're thankful. Let's start something. I don't, I don't want to tell you how to do it or what to do it. Maybe you need to be thankful for, I have an iPhone. You say, wait a minute, I bought that and paid for that. Do you know how many people that don't have even a phone? I have two parents. I have a church. I would love to see Facebook starting to explode with I am 13 days thankful for dot dot dot. Amen. I bet you though as much power as more powerful than that is your spouse hearing how much you're thankful for them. Honey, I'm on day one to saying how much I'm thankful for you. How many spouses would like more than one day of that? All of us. Let's stomp out let's run the devil out of town let's do it god's way let's make sure your thanksgiving is not all about repeating last year and just glad they finally got the outlaws to leave and go home let's start thanking god for what he's going to do in that gathering that he's going to do through you that he's going to give you the courage to deal with that difficult let's start being thankful and proclaiming and letting god hear what we're saying that's coming and then watch and see the glory of god Let's bow our heads. Colossians says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God through Father above. Father, now we come to you and we say thank you. Thank you for loving a wretch like me. Thank you for the conviction of your word, no matter when and where or who you are, Lord, you bring it because you love us. But Father, you always give us more than we deserve and thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the encouragement today to know that we can make a difference because you're in us. And Father, let us begin to release you through thankfulness and giving thanks. Father, we ask you to touch our hearts because I know some struggle. Some are struggling right now with even feeling any kind of thankfulness of their situation. So God, I ask for a supernatural intervention that you would light would shine deep into that dark place in their life and reveal to them what they do have and that's you may we all today go out of here be giving thanks that great things are ahead of us we're going to just say that great things are ahead of us and the devil's not going to take over the turkey day or the or the day of christmas or christmas father we're just going to begin he's not going to take over my family he's not going to take over my children i'm not going to spend more time worrying about the darkness i'm going to start speaking the light over the people i love the places i work the, the the places that my family goes lord and that your will will be done in me and in them by the power of the Almighty, by the name of Jesus. So, Lord, we're going to take the field as victors. Father, thanks for the woodshed, but now we're going to walk out tuned up and allowing you to be the Lord Almighty. Devil, you're on notice. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't you that feel good to just say that? Devil, you're on notice. Get out of the way, right? So go out of here with some swagger. You got the name of Jesus on your side. God bless. You're dismissed. Don't forget.